Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Download episodes of previous shows. Welcome to the podcast. It is the Riot Podcast. Happy Thursday to you. Almost to the end of the week, guys. It's uh, it's going well, right? Yay. Yes. We're making it work. So uh, for today's podcast, we don't talk about it on the show, but be prepared tomorrow. Isaiah, you're going to the doctor today? I am going to the doctor today. Don't, don't say no. Like, Don't change your mind. No, I'm going. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've already locked in because yesterday I wanted to go because last night I was on the brink, you know. I uh, wanted to go. They didn't have an appointment open. So I was like, you know what? I'm going tomorrow no matter what. I felt so bad yesterday. And then Are you today, going to your doctor, doctor? Or are you going to like a... I'm going to like a minute clinic minute type clinic. deal. <laughs> I'm just trying to get tested for... Not your family doctor. No, not the family doc. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. My, I have a sore throat. And not like, like a little... I'm not a, you know, I'm not like, I'm not a baby, I, but it's like a serious sore throat. Like, so if anybody else had this... Throat. Yeah, if anybody else had this, Which, I mean, they wouldn't is, even be here. Why are we just like, strep throat? Why are you sitting there? Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, we, right. are, we are... I know you guys can't see us, but we're so far apart from... No. No, we're like, not. I couldn't we're even. I couldn't touch either hot of them. Air and spit I've got my own microphone. I sit I, here every we're day. We're sitting here like, well, it's not COVID, so yeah. you can come in. <laughs> exactly. Kids still strep throat. It's I don't fine. want strep. It's gonna be great. Uh, I'm gonna go there today. We'll get a diagnosis. Hopefully, you know, I'll be at work tomorrow. But we're teasing him because been... he's gonna have to. I bet you they'll make you take a COVID test. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if not, you'll you'll also maybe have a strep test, which is different. And then they might just say, well, what if you have the flu? I just don't want to poke at me. I just don't want to poke at me with nose. things like That's in my nose. That's how they test. In my mm-hmm. mouth. I'd rather them just kind of like feel my neck, possibly like a light massage. Like see if it's swollen. <laughs> see if it's swollen and then just say like, yep, here you go. Like here's some sort of medicine oh for you to be fixed and it just clears up your entire body. I come in tomorrow feeling like a brand new man. So you need a family doctor because if you go to like your doctor, it's more casual, but you're not. You're seeing a stranger at a yes. minute clinic mm-hmm. and they're going to be like, well, I've been told to do, do this, this and yeah. that yes. and here we go and you're going to get and upset and call and your mom. They're going <laughs> to get upset. They, they are si- probably assume yet. you're an idiot that doesn't know anything. Exactly. I hate yeah. that yeah. more than anything. Yeah. When I go in there, I'm like, I'm, I know there's something wrong with me. I'm not someone who comes to get checked on. Yeah. or anything. I don't do like checkups or anything, but when I'm sick or something's wrong with me, I know something's wrong, so let me come in here and tell me I need to go home and take Dayquil or something. I want the real stuff. You Give me something, something good, baby. Give me something good. Well, let's just wait until tomorrow and we'll find out uh, what he has in the mysterious wheel of sicknesses. Maybe yeah. I won't even be here. You know, who knows? <laughs> Maybe I won't even come We're in tomorrow. We're going to be quarantined. No, this is going to be great. We're no, going to get the okay. call tonight. That's and... better than a Friday. I've been putting this off all week to go to the doctor for Thursday. I I felt bad Monday and Tuesday. I said, you know what? I'm just going to put it off until Thursday. That way I guarantee Miss Friday. Guess what? You're coming in because we're quarantining together, so it's fine. Right. We're We're already exposed. It's too late. Uh, How long has this been going on, though? Since, like, uh, well, I I felt bad for, like, two weeks or so now, but 
I felt like my throat thing going on since probably about Saturday. Okay. So, so if we were going to get sick, we should have caught it by now. Yeah, you guys right? would have already gotten it. I guess. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're so close to one another. Or, or, or. It is COVID, and, and we right just have no now? symptoms because exactly. we're fine yep. and we're we're strong exactly. individuals. But for Isaiah, he's face he has to deal with it. Yeah, it's gonna be fine. Throat. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fine if I'm not in tomorrow. You know, I'm not in. It's a Friday. You guys will get through. Who knows what I'll be doing? Probably at home resting. Maybe out in the town. <laughs> Stop it. Go rest. We well, know if you don't come in tomorrow, it's something to do with the Browns. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if the Browns lose tonight, just know that I tested positive for sadness. <laughs> just, <laughs> You're like, what test was that? Yeah. <laughs> they said I have something. I you won't be in tomorrow. You'll get a text. You get a text tonight at midnight exactly. Won't be in tomorrow. We've uh, <laughs> we spent a long time on this. Yeah. So I don't know how much of the podcast we should be uh, unveiling away. here yeah. quickly. Yeah. So a couple of things we talked about. We talked about uh, mac and cheese and craft. How they're starting a club that isn't very mac and cheese. Yeah, it's not very <laughs> exclusive because you essentially get nothing from joining it. But it sounded good at first. You could maybe win something. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about that. We talked about Adele and her last meal of choice, which I thought was very interesting because well, I would have never just, picked that. It's not last meal, but she was also saying that's what she has every week. Every yeah, I know. Week. So every week she has McDonald's because everybody's talking about, oh, she looks so great. She lost the weight. What do you do? And she's like, well, I still have, you know, McDonald's. Yeah. So. You know how Will Smith is doing that YouTube thing we talked about to show how Let's he get back in got now. in his shape? I would rather see one for Adele. Oh, I'm interested my in that. Interested what her process was. Okay, we'll see. And then uh, one of my favorite things we did today was we talked about things that were fancy as a child that just no longer seem fancy. They don't Enjoy have the, it all. the same appeal as when you're an adult. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was a good show. Like going to the doctor when you were young and getting amoxicillin, (laughs) the pink stuff. Fancy then. Fancy then. And now let's see what happens today. Yeah. Well, good luck, Isaiah. (laughs) I know. It'll be fun. Bye. Catch you next time. Not like bye bye, but you know, like possibly bye. We'll still see you tomorrow. See everybody on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Just tell them already to have a good weekend. Have a great weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. It is the riot. Everything you love about the riot plus a handy dandy fast forward option. This is the worst of the riot podcast. We've got a candy corn hack on our hands. We do. And by candy corn <laughs> hack, I don't mean a hack about how to make it taste good. No, there's I no mean help for that. An actual <laughs> hack. Uh, as in computers and and uh, ransomware and things of that nature. It seems like uh, the ransomware attacks ha- are happening to a lot of companies right now. Yeah, that's not anything new recently. But remember, a few months ago, we learned that uh, Satan's earwax is the other term <laughs> yes. for candy corn. Love that, and I love that so much because I think candy corn is awful. It is. It's the worst. <laughs> and Satan's earwax, I think, is the best term or the alternate name for a candy. Mm-hmm. We could ever come up with. It feels fitting around Halloween, too. It does. It really it does. does. Uh, although, Here, let me get the candy corn out and just pull it out of your ear. Oh, what if you what if you uh, went in with a Q-tip for your oh, own ear and candy corn came, came out? out? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so gross. Oh, that would be the worst. So, uh, the Ferrero, is it Ferrero? Ferrera. Ferrera. Ferrera candy. Because there's Ferrera and Ferrero, and they're different, but they're both candy. Yeah, the other one's like the Ferrero Rocher. Yeah, like the good candy. The uh, the foil, <laughs> the gold foil Yeah, thing. oh, the hazelnut. Mm. Oh, that Someone is should hand those out for Halloween. earwax. No, no, it is not. Dude, how could you afford to hand out Ferrero Rocher for... <laughs> 
Halloween. I'm sure so, and you go to the right neighborhood, but I just think kids wouldn't appreciate it. Oh, they would, and they'd be like, this is, they'd want the candy corn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get it. They don't I'd get be it. passing out candy while I ate my own yeah. Ferrero Rocher. Yeah, that, that's for the adults. <laughs> this is Ferrera candy, which yes. makes Brock's candy corn. Yes, and they were hacked. Uh, a ransomware company hacked their systems. Uh, ransomware company. It's not a company. It's, not a company. I, it's just some hackers. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you You're know, giving them too much of a business like yeah. sense. It's not. Right. It's just a, a, con- a conglomerate yeah. of hackers. So these ransomware hackers, they hacked in. And, you know, Nikki, ha- uh, what do you call the good hackers? White hat? Like the black hat is bad. Uh, sure. And so white hat is like people that, that they do, ha- it for do good. Hack- so I think that's what these were. They were white hat hackers. They're trying to stop the sale of candy corn. Well, the company They're trying to do like us it. all a favor. They're trying to restore everything back to 100%. But basically, when someone falls prey to a ransomware attack, everything shuts down. Um, they have to just go off off the grid, yeah. off the network. Well, they have to either pay to get their, you know, pay the ransom mm-hmm. to get their systems back up and running functionally, or they have to set up something entirely new or something. You know, it's it just, takes time. There's not an easy way out of it. And so that's unless what, you paid with a million candy yeah. corn, <laughs> you know, the ransomware people are like, we'll take a million, a million what? <laughs> what? They offer them candy corn and they're like, oh, no, 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 we no, want no. Dollars. there's there's not enough candy corn in the world. But they are having trouble still fulfilling all orders uh, to ship to distribution centers and then distribution centers are still having issues, too. Yeah. So at this point with Halloween next week, uh, the earwax candy uh, might not be well, in that. As uh, bulk as it normally is, you would think that 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 at this point though, most of that would already be in store. You know what I mean? Like they've already It'd be in stores already. It's a little too late. Uh, if they were, I would be very impressed if they're you know sending candy corn hot off of the, the manufacturing line or whatever well, <laughs> straight to the Kroger's right now. Ferrera says this, and I feel like this is a lie, but they say that Halloween uh, candy for the Brock's. Uh, Candy corn? Yeah, like candy corn. That affects for less than 10% of their sales for their Halloween stuff. Yeah. Who's buying candy corn outside of Halloween yeah. that it's 90% well, of the time? I I don't know about you, and maybe this is because of the pumpkins, but I feel that I maybe assort, associate candy corn more with Thanksgiving you than do? Halloween. Yeah. Oh, no, It feels no. like you go to somebody's house, uh, like it's Thanksgiving time, and they have the little bowl of, of uh, the pumpkins and the candy corns just sitting out. For people to try. Nobody tries it, but they have it sitting out. <laughs> well, that's that's a, it's, it's a nice decoration, at it's least. perfectly preserved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're looking for it, uh, they say that despite the uh, malware and like the attack, the ransomware attack, yeah. um, that you shouldn't really notice uh, for candy corn. Well, why would you? You weren't buying it no, anyway. Right. But they do say, Nikki, it's important to point out, they do have other things that could be affected by this, including... Girl Scout cookies. Oh, they do those? They, they also, Girl Scout cookies, Famous Amos. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually several other companies that are under this umbrella that could te- technically be affected. So, I don't know. Girl Scout season's coming up. Mm. We don't oh. want the Thin Mints. Okay, now wait. I will eat trolleys. You know, like the sour candy ones. Is that the gummy worms? Oh, oh it's a family of worms. Uh, yeah. Like, not just worms, but a family of sour candies. Yeah. I'll do that. That's good. Uh, little Brownie Bakers. Uh, yeah, they are the official creators of Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, so we better get this back online. <laughs> 
Why pay for so many streaming services that you don't really care about when you can not really care about the riot for free? Radio U. How's that uh, coffee treating you over there, Nikki? Pretty good. Listen, someone brought extra creamer yesterday. There's so much creamer in the fridge right now. We have six available options here. Ready, are you for (laughs) creamer? I did. I mean, we have we have the vanilla one. We have an oat milk one. We have uh, a Dunkin' one. Oh gosh, now that there's so many. Yeah. Uh, We have a caramel macchiato one. We have the Cold Stone Creamery one. Uh huh. That's just classic. That's a staple in there. Cinnamon Toast Crunch one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Something tells me out of those choices, the oat milk one is going to last a little longer now. Actually, I got, we made this one coffee that it, it, it goes well with. It pairs yeah. well. Uh- <laughs> That's what the term I was trying to figure out. It pairs well. So you'd be surprised. I think that. I just want to know, like, is anybody else a radio you drink creamer? Is uh, I think me? it's mostly you. I know uh- Chris and I both, I think, drink it black. And I can't remember with Sydney and, if she. Yeah, I don't know about Sydney. So yeah, it might just be you. You're just okay. going through. You're going to go through six cans of creamer in there. <laughs> I have six options of creamer <laughs> here, and no one else is drinking it. Well, and you, here's a new one. Yeah, you might have a new option uh, coming up. It's not until 2022, not until January. Mm-hmm. But Coffee Mate is going to be putting out a Rice Krispie treat flavored creamer Ooh, I bet that's in the good. new year. So it'll be a marshmallow flavor with notes of toasted cereal uh, in the Coffee Mate creamer. They need to do that at the end of January, though, because they always, starting January 1st, is like, that's it. Right. No we're gonna, sugar. We're going to start over. Start yeah, afresh. Start over. a new resolution. <laughs> going to cut out the creamer. Cut out the sugar. Because I have a lot. Yeah. It needs to be at the end of the month so that I'm once, past that. Once you've already, well, it's got to be there at the beginning of the month to start tempting you and so that it wears you down by, oh, the, by end the end of the end, month. It's not hard to wear me down, but that looks good. Yeah, I'm uh, rice Krispie Treat Creamer. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm surprised you're you're notorious for not just putting creamer in your coffee, but also other food items. Okay. Now, you're saying that like I do that often. You do. Every so often, a cookie falls in the coffee. Uh, What's the big thing about or that? Or a piece of cake. Now, how often do we have cake? We don't have cake well, too often. that's the only thing holding you back is yeah. that it's not there. The more creamer There's I have. apple cider donuts in there now. You're not going to go uh, drop Ooh, one of those in? That could See? be good. See? Oh, but we had uh, we had rice krispie treats for a while. We might still have some. I could dunk it in there. Yeah, why don't you try that? That's an excellent idea. It would prepare you for this. Yeah, then you just leave it at the bottom. I just like um, texture, and uh-huh. so then when you would have like the mushy part at the bottom of the coffee is where the cookie just melted into yeah. it. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh! Now now creamer's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, the other thing I want to know: Have you ever had creamer just plain? Not with coffee? No. But close, right? Close. But just a little bit of coffee. Just to try it. Yeah. Just like a little shot of it. (laughs) But you didn't drink a whole cup or anything. No. And just the one time, like to test out the flavor. I've done that too. Just a little splash. When I was a kid, you know the little cups of creamer that they give you at the restaurants? Yeah. I would drink those. You would? Just the plain cream. There's nothing wrong with it. No, I mean, it's just, te- no, those are good. Yeah, I bet they are. I would still do it now if it was uh, not, not very upon. unhealthy and, yeah, <laughs> frowned upon. But uh, the flavored creamer on its own actually is worse. Especially, mm. I remember having the, you know, the mint mocha one or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, this is so good in coffee. How much, how good must it taste just straight up? 
and it, it's not not See, good. sometimes it's the reverse i have tried a, a splash and i've been like wow it's amazing and then you put it in coffee and you're like it <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work well so we'll try it then january the rice crispy treats sure. coffee made creamer until then six is not enough so if you have any other any coffee other flavors flavor ideas for coffee creamer please let me know because i want to make sure i just have them all in there yeah um I w- the last thing i wonder is if you didn't have the rice crispy treat label on how different would this actually taste honestly the, the flavored creamers though it's in it's your just, mind yeah right it's just cream with the, uh, and they've added some sugar right in there and mm-hmm. that's all they all are if you're looking for hot takes on the day's most important news stories uh you're in the wrong place you're listening to The Riot on Radio U. Nikki, Isaiah, how would you like to help Kraft forge the future of mac and cheese? Oh, okay. So, it's like I Kraft feel like they already have, haven't they? <laughs> they? Well, they've gotten us here to the present. Mm. But maybe it's there's time more they could be doing. There's we more do to more. explore when it comes to mac and cheese. And we can be a part of it. We can be the trend setters when it comes to mac and cheese. All we need to do is join the Craft Filvers Club. Is it Flavors Club? No. <laughs> it's F L V R S. It's like the cool flavors. flavors. I think it's like when you're trying to make a word on a license plate though and you're just making it work. I think <laughs> yeah. it's flavors club. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be like hip and trendy, like that's yeah. what it is. Can somebody, uh, nobody breaks it to the people that get those personalized license plates. Nobody knows what they nobody say. Nobody knows what it means. Yeah. They have no idea. <laughs> well, and, and this isn't on a license plate. So it's, they, it's a club. They could easily just put the vowels in there. So it looks like it's a Kraft Mac and Cheese Club where they'll send you out flavors to try. Now, these are not like ones that go to supermarkets. Instead, may, you get to try it early. They they may start rolling these out to actual stores. I mean, mm-hmm. when you look at the packaging and stuff, it looks like it's it's pretty ready to go. It's ready to roll. They yeah. got pizza, ranch, and buffalo. So basically, you get a box, and then there's a seasoning packet. That's how Ooh. they're trying out the flavors. Yeah. So the mac and cheese box is just mac and cheese, mm-hmm. uh, but they do have the ranch, buffalo, pizza flavor packets that you add in, and then you can tell them what you think. Hmm. So does these appeal to you? I don't know, Isaiah, what do you think? I I'm, feel like I'm you a like, go. You like mac and cheese? I love mac and cheese. And these flavors, like the, the ranch one, doesn't really do all that much for me. I'm not one of those people that puts ranch on like everything. Yeah. If you're one of those weirdos, then then you can go and turn off the mic or whatever. But <laughs> turn off the radio, change the dial. We never, don't. Uh, it's not enough for us. <laughs> Don't listen. It's not enough for you to disagree with Isaiah. He wants you to just leave. I just want you to leave if you're one of those people that ruin every single food with ranch. But the pizza and the the pizza and the buffalo. Now you're speaking my language. I don't know. I'm I'm the anti buffalo. Where I don't know why everything needs to be buffalo flavored. It's spicy. Like that's like the thing. Another trendy thing is spiciness right now. Yeah, Yeah. I I like spicy. Mm -hmm. I just I don't like buffalo spicy necessarily. Um, They they speak to me especially the buffalo one the pizza one i don't really know what that would taste like but it is interesting to me but in this article here that we're reading they do kind of crap on at the end because they say but is it really worth it for a grown adult to go through all that just to try a new flavor of craft mac and cheese because it's listen here it is (laughs) 
<laughs> a grown and like a little, only little kids can eat mac and cheese. Come on. Well, but, I feel like though now they for a while they were trying to push more gourmet mac and cheese on everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Kraft is just happy to be included, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, as the original ones. Um, but for this, you could easily make your own. Just grab oh, a ranch packet. Yeah. Just grab buffalo. It's not mix. the same. It is. You just grab just a mac get and cheese. Some no. Frank's red hot and put it on your mac and cheese. Perfect. And start with that. But you can just anybody can join the club and it's free. Yeah, but then okay, you have to. Well, they're not. It's not free. You it's have free. to. It's free. Sign, you have to are, sign up. Don't you have to pay for the mac well, and cheese? Well, you obviously you pay for the mac and cheese. You can still be a part of the club. You so have then, to. Then it's not free. Don't you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself, Nikki? <laughs> Join the club. Jeesh. I don't know. Uh, it feels this like is pressure. All, it's all you, Isaiah. <laughs> but listen here. When I join the club and I get these flavors, and you guys are like, well, maybe we should try it for the show. I'm going to say no. <laughs> Oddly enough, I'll just enjoy it by myself if somebody else wanted to join. I'll tell you guys, here's a secret when it comes to mac and cheese. The store brand is just as good, if yeah, not better, than the Kraft brand. Yeah, you can you can find other I ones. I agree with that. Yeah. So they're saying if you go to KraftFLVRS.com to sign up. Filvers. It's flavors. That's what they mean, even though they just didn't. Filvers. Then why don't they just say what they mean? Maybe they couldn't get the URL, man. Listen, everybody, that listen. That be. might be it. Before November 3rd, then you have to follow uh, Kraft's social media channels to find out when the uh, boxes are dropping. And and then if you're in the club, you can enter to win one of the boxes oh, at that man. point. First come, first serve, and you'll get to try the new mac and cheese for free at that point. But you get a complimentary piece of limited edition merchandise that goes with each flavor. So <laughs> A sports oh geez, this is sport, rough. You get a sports jersey for Buffalo, a plush hoodie for Ranch, and a jacket for Pizza. This is the worst. I didn't that, know this, this was some sort is, of raffle. This, I thought this was almost a guaranteed. No, this is what they were saying. Is it worth it? For it's all not this worth trouble. it. I changed my opinion <laughs> completely. I reversed back. That is some crap. I this didn't realize it was some worst. sort of some sort of event, some sort of raffle. No, what so the heck? It is not just buying the box. You're right. You are winning, but this is not a uh, anyone can actually really join. They're trying to get you more excited for craft than other stuff. But the truth is, what's more exciting? Going through like several steps to get a Buffalo Buffalo Craft Mac jersey. and Cheese jersey mm-hmm. or just going to the store and buying up all of the mac and cheese they have. Wow. You're going to be, that's not Craft brand. You just well, go you to the store brand route. sign up before November 3rd and start jumping through all those hoops to see what you get. I want to see if one person actually do it. No one will get it. No. <laughs> I'm not even sure it's real. It's yeah. not real. I'm no. not even sure it's the real. The more hoops they can ju- you have to jump through, the less that they actually have to, you know, <laughs> they have pay one up box. on anything. Yeah, no, nobody's actually going to do all that. This is the Worst of the Riot podcast. The trend now for McDonald's does it a lot. Other fast food restaurants are doing it too, where they have the, they'll have a celebrity meal. Yeah. Uh, they did like BTS had their own meal. I don't know what it was. I never ordered it, but, <laughs> but they promoted something. it. They sure did promote it a lot. And uh, maybe they should another artist they should partner with Adele. You know Adele, right? Well, she um, seems to be a fan of McDonald's. She does, and she is uh, all over the news recently. I guess she's put out some new music, and so really out there promoting it. And in in her promotion, she did a thing with Vogue. It looks like. 
where she just talks about food for so long. Well, everybody's asking her because she lost a lot of weight. Yeah. So it seems like, you know, whenever something goes on and that's all they ask you about, (laughs) (laughs) she's like, she's probably going through that where that's all she gets asked about. Well, it's a nice question to get asked, isn't it? Well, I guess, but sometimes you just want people to stop saying something. Oh, that's for sure. (laughs) Uh, Every time. You ever get a haircut? And the few times I do, up. especially, you know, especially if you if you're like me and you only get it once every so often, then everybody brings it up. So I guess, yeah, that's true. Well, in this video, uh, in this time Adele spent with Vogue, one of the things she said was that she eats McDonald's at least once a week. Nice. And she would pick it as her last meal if you, I guess, f- f- assuming she was on death row or something. <laughs> she well, would want you know, they McDonald's. call it your last meal. Yeah. And this actually would be totally mine, too. It's nuggets, Big Mac, and fries. That's your last meal? Oh, well, that works. Because sometimes people are like, oh, I'll have a cheeseburger, like a small meal. Yeah. Like, dude, you could have what? it all. If, yeah, before you die. No, you have, have to, it all. You have to or it just really makes overeat. Seem, it makes them seem like they eat less. When sometimes I think when we go to McDonald's, you know, you got to you gotta get a little nuggets for the road. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess it, it definitely goes to show that for Adele, you know, she's uh, she's got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. She's her her music career has been quite successful. She could buy anything she wants, and still she finds herself coming back to McDonald's. But is that like rebelling against the? Because when you to us, I feel like if you're super wealthy mm. and you've lost a lot of weight, you probably had a team of people helping you. Oh yeah, you know, you have a chef, you have people that are working out with you. You got mm. a lot of motivation. Where when you're trying to get healthier on your own. It's you and no one else. <laughs> Except yeah, McDonald's. Lot, yeah. <laughs> like McDonald's is the only one there for you. Uh, so I wonder if the McDonald's once a week, to that person, it's like, all right, I'm rebelling against yeah. everything well, everybody's telling me to do. She also says she eats uh, Nando's, the chicken place. Is that how you say it? Nando's? Nando's yeah. That's, uh, I don't know if we have that in the U.S., but in uh, the U.K., it's very popular. And so she goes there and more fast food takeaway, as they call it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we I learned a lot about her just by looking through this a little bit. Uh, and this I, I like this. She also puts Worcestershire sauce yeah. on, on her beans and potato chips. Potato chips? Yeah. OK. I love Worcestershire. You do? Yeah. Worcestershire sauce? <laughs> How do you say it? I don't know. I don't even say Nobody it. Nobody knows how to say that it. word right. I don't usually have Worc- it to a... Worcestershire. <laughs> you're adding shire, and I guess that's it's probably... What I, yeah, that's at the end. But you're putting such a big emphasis Worcestersh- on it. Worcester is the... I guess it's Worcestershire. I always thought Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Shire. Like <laughs> shire, but See, sheer. nobody knows how to say it right. There's no... <laughs> that and... And poinsettia, nobody will ever, will never, will never agree. Will ne- <laughs> it, and you and I have two ways. We each have our way, and Isaiah has his way. His way? And the, that that the, the problem with these words is there's more than two ways to say them, and none of them are right. That's we'll right. We'll never know. Anyways, she likes to put that on her beans and potato chips, which that's a great idea. I used to put that talking about mac and cheese. Now wait, is she saying put, chips though? But I bet you think she meets fries. No, potato chips. Potato chips. Yeah. All right, fine. It's just different. It's okay. It could be really good. I don't know. I'm not going to try it. That's something that needs to to come back is the Worcestershire sauce. You lead the way. Yeah. It used to I used to see commercials for it all the time. Lee and Perrin's the Burger Booster. You did? Yeah. Oh my god. They used to try to sell sell us on and the commercials worked. I love Worcestershire. You, just, you learned everything but how to say it. Yeah. 
I think they wisely they wisely avoided actually saying they just called it Lee and Perrins. It was the brand. But the burger you never, booster. You never knew how to say it. No, and I still, I guess I still don't. Oh well, okay, you never know what someone's eating or what someone's favorite food well, is. Well, now we can know about Adele because she talked about it for like 10 minutes. Oh, so. you know what I should do is get a Big Mac and then you add a couple of nuggets yeah. to the burger itself. Do you do that? No, yeah. <laughs> and then you add a couple of now fries. That's a last meal. <laughs> If you missed out on the next riot moment when it originally aired, you don't know how lucky you are. You're listening to the Worst of the Riot Podcast. I saw this question on Twitter, I think it was yesterday, and it's been swimming around in my mind. And I feel that other people need to uh, need to be burdened with it as well. <laughs> so that way it gets out of your mind and yeah. into someone else. It's uh it's a it's in a way reevaluating your childhood and and where your perceptions of things come. The question is, what are some things you thought were fancy when you were a child mm. that now as you've grown up you realize aren't that special? Oh, they're you not know? fancy. Yeah, not yeah. Special as you originally had thought. Yeah, so, uh, of course, for us, uh, definitely for me, the first things all come to mind are food, but it doesn't have to be food. I don't know anything outside of that. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, I I was into cars when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of, like, what cars that I thought, oh, these are so fancy. Only rich people would have Like a Hummer or something, you know? That was one of mine. Hummers were kind of... a Camaro or a Corvette. You didn't even know there's, like, way more. Right. (laughs) I mean, those are... Those are... There's a level of fanciness to those. Yes. Uh, But that... But, of course, that can be eclipsed by other cars, that which... The Eclipse, the Mitsubishi Eclipse, would be a good example. When I, when I was a child, oh, that car seemed that a lot cooler sweet. than it was. Yeah, uh, and when in, in yeah, in actuality, that was like one of the cheapest ones out there. So that well, was just what the cool, the cool older kids would have. We were just talking about McDonald's, and you know, like when you were younger, you're like McDonald's was like such a treat. Yeah, yeah it was and, so yeah. cool. I loved going to McDonald's. And now, like, I think we know. <laughs> I think we've got to figure it out that oh, yeah. one. Uh, it's not so fancy, but we still go, when, and we're. Still Still happy when we go. So here was here was my first answers mm-hmm. is the Pepperidge Farm cookies. Oh, the, yes, the Milano. The Milanos and, are so fancy. Yes, they're those, so fancy. I still kind of think they're fancy. I do too. Bit, I think know? they are. I mean, they're too expen- they're Guys, too expensive for just an everyday thing. So they're not. I mean, they're good, <laughs> but they're not. They're well, not fancy. Anything anything we have here in the radio you break room it's probably not is not as fancy as I yeah. maybe thought before. Uh, the other one is. Krispy Kreme donuts, mm-hmm. which now I know that is just, I mean, they're good, but that they is are just, good. there's not a lot of things cheaper. In fact, they'll just give them to you. They will literally just give them to you for free. But when I was a kid, there wasn't a Krispy Kreme around. The, the, the building is all shiny. Yeah. They, you see them making the donuts. It's like, this is fancy. And, uh, oh, look so at that, that, that was exciting. Hudson right there. Yeah. And then Aww. any, any food wrapped in foil. Not not just like from a person, but you know, like yeah. the Ferrero Rocher candy, anything that had foil as part of the packaging, that's fancy. Fancy. Gosh, I don't know anything else though that wouldn't be food. I have. Uh, I, I think a couple of things that I thought of. I lived in a one story house growing mm-hmm. up, oh. so if you had a two story house, <laughs> that was so fancy. Like I walked in, I'm like, whoa, the stairs in here. Like where does that go? That is crazy. That was so cool when I was there. Like wow. I'm like these people. They've got money. I'm like whoa. A second floor? Yeah. You, you have your bedrooms up you know, there? Woo! 
<laughs> Anybody with a pool when you yeah, were? Yeah, you had a pool. Yeah, we did. We eventually moved into a house with a pool, but beforehand, uh, any house above ground, in ground, didn't matter. You had an actual pool, not an inflatable you were one. Fancy, not fancy. A, not a one that you had to put up and tear down. That's fancy. Yeah, even like the above ground pools, like those were those were fancy. Even when yeah. I was a kid, I think uh-huh. uh, another one that uh, that I think is like if you went to like a hotel. If I walked into a hotel, I just immediately, it didn't matter what it was. I was like, this place is fancy. <laughs> you walk into the so lobby right. and you're like, oh, this Isaiah, is a nice place. That's because they had many floors. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like six of them. Whoa. What's going on at the top? You can't help but be fancified by We're that. We're in the penthouse, Dad. Fourth floor here. Oh, my it, gosh. It wasn't much to impress Isaiah. No. He's right, though. I, As a kid, I could tell the difference between a Motel 6 and anything else, but uh, thinking now, like Hampton Inn, that seemed fancy. That was fancy. They might now, even They might even have popcorn in the lobby. Oh, man. Oh, That'd be that's, incredible. That's living right there. Oh, Andy just texted and Taco Bell was fancy for us because it was 45 minutes away, and we got it about once every six months. Wow. Oh, wow. That's that's what makes it right there. Rare. It's not, Rareness. As a kid, you don't understand the prices of anything, right? So if it's something that you only get once every so often and it it's a fancy. treat, that's fancy, right? Yeah. Any yeah. other, uh, if you want to text in yours, that I feel like there's... I just feel like we could get wildly different answers from people. Oh yeah, eight seven seven two radio this- U. I want to hear hear anybody else's thoughts of how your perceptions have changed as you've grown up. So what was fancy when you were young, but now you know better. Yeah, but you might still like. Yeah, yeah you might, right. you might still like it's it. Bad, but, but you just you, uh, realize that it's it's very attainable. Oh it. yeah. <laughs> actually even inexpensive yeah. now. <laughs> 8772 radio U. Text your answer in. Yeah! <laughs> you were one of the lucky few who missed the riot when they were live. Yet here you are. I also like to live dangerously. This is the worst of the riot podcast. What is something that you thought was fancy or uh you know unattainable as a child? That you now understand as you've grown up really isn't that big of a They're deal at all. Very attainable. Yeah, very attainable. Just <laughs> these things that either your friends, parents, or your friends had, uh, or like if you got them, it's like, oh, mom and dad must have been saving up for this or something. Oh like yeah. That. <laughs> so wait, are you saying like things when you were little that um, you you uh, didn't know they were lying to you about? Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> they were fine. I mean, it doesn't mean that they they were saying it was a big deal. It's just because you never got it. Yeah. It must have been a big deal. Well, Caroline texted in with one that. Uh, at least Isaiah, I don't know about you, but Hudson and I can relate. But as a kid, vacations where you didn't visit family yes. were yeah. so fancy, very fancy, and that was the the good one. Uh, let's see, Shrew said cable TV. Mm. Uh, Laura said braces. Oh uh, yeah, really? I can write. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get it. That was yeah. fancy stuff when you were younger. And uh, Jared says a PlayStation Two. <laughs> yes, I love it. I think that one uh, works its way up through the generations. That whatever the new game system is, when you're like you're at a certain age, age and yes. your parents don't have it, you just feel like, oh, that's all, just what the cool kids have. The, mm-hmm. the rich parents buy that for their kids, Yeah, and we're not well off enough to get the new PlayStation. Well, Adam texted it, going from a 2000 Honda Accord, my first car in high school, to a 2014 Ford Fusion, first car bought brand new. Wow. So a brand new car. That one. I love errands. Having breakfast for dinner seemed really special and cool when I was a kid. Though looking back and as an adult, I can see it was probably because my mom didn't have any other ideas. <laughs> for dinner and yes. I don't think that's true. That's so, so accurate. It's easy, but you know what? 
You know what sounds good tonight? Breakfast, Breakfast, Breakfast for dinner. dinner. Uh-huh. That's fancy. Uh-huh. Nothing better. I've got uh-huh. eggs ready to go. Josh texted in and said, for me, it was like a Ponderosa or Ryan. So it'd definitely be like when you went to a buffet when you were younger, and now you're like, it's gross. I, yeah. love, like, I love that one. Even when I think of like going to CeCe's, like CeCe's Pizza, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, the buffet I walk in there, I'm like, you mean I can get like anything, anything I want? you want. As much as I want, uh-huh. Dad? Okay. Okay. We're doing it. We're doing All it. All you can eat. And then and they've got like a fondue fountain yes. and stuff. And then you, now you're an adult and you're like, nope, uh, not as good. Not going in there. I was thinking for me, it was like craft uh, cheese slices because oh, like, yeah. hey, that's your grilled cheese when you were younger. Yeah. But now when you want to have like a charcuterie board. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Put the cheese slices on it. Yes. <laughs> that's no. not cheese anymore. No, you're... And my dad always had these cookies called Famous Amos Cookies. Uh-huh. And I used to think, oh, there's big stuff because they were in a tin. Oh, the <laughs> tin box, tin. yes. In a tin. If it's in a tin, it's fancy. Yes. It has a lid. Yeah. <laughs> these are fancy cookies. Oh, my gosh. No, you you nailed that. And with the craft cheese, I actually had a friend uh, where his parents would get their cheese from the deli. Yeah. The oh, that's, that's fancy. That that's was fancy. That's that fancy. wasn't just crap. That was like, oh, man, his parents must have made it to go to the deli. To go to the deli they talk it. to a person and tell them how they want the cheese and the meat sliced. Well, that's because we don't want to go talk to anybody. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to the deli the, to ask yeah, for I anything. still don't do that. It's, no, it's, I don't so, either. In truth, it still feels kind of fancy for sure. Now, one of you guys said a finished basement. Yeah, finished <laughs> yes. basement. If you, were, if you went to your friend's house and they had like a cool basement, I was like, wow, this is incredible. You guys like hang out down here and yeah. stuff? Wow. It's just cool. Your parents don't bother you. Yes. You got your own fridge down it's like here. your own little area. It's like your you own little home it. down here. Wow. Isaiah was really affected because he did live in a one story. The one story. So <laughs> if, you had, if you had an upstairs or a really nice downstairs, then that was pretty legit. The other one I thought of, and this is a weird one, but I thought this every single time, is if instead of having like the light switches that you just flip, if you had like the slide dimmers or even the push ones, I'm like, you mean that you can set this at any light level? We can have it kind of dim in here. There's not just on and off. Yeah, I'm like, you can you can slide it up. I'm like, even the push one was like, that's kind of special. You kind of get to push that back and forth instead of the flip. My dad was an electrician, and we just had like the regular flip the ones. ones. You would think you would have the I'm fancy like, I know, right? I'm like, we could easily put the dimmers in, and then we did get the dimmers. And when we got the dimmers, I remember when he showed it to me. He was like, check this out, son. We can have it at any level you want. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, Dad, we made it! We wow. made it!" On that Those note, simple things. The uh, the Glade plugins. Oh yeah, you didn't have a candle. You had a plugin that made it smell good all the time. And that was yes. fancy. Yeah, that and was fancy. And now you're like, it's probably killing you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love all these. Yeah. Uh, this is, see, this is a fun game to play. Is it? So, uh, Hudson was looking yesterday on Twitter, and it became trending on things that you thought were fancy when you were younger, and now you know, like, you just know. Yeah, yeah. you understand. <laughs> uh, I, one of the ones that was repeated online a lot is uh, the the... You know when you have the zebra, the uh, the cakes at Christmas usually your grandma would make, mm-hmm. and it has the the Oreo. It's like Oreo cookies, but it's just the cookie part. Yeah, and then she covers it in the whipped cream, and it gets all soft and mushy, mm-hmm. whatever that. People were saying that was a big one. That was a one. big one. That was yeah. a big fancy Rebecca one. Rebecca came in with Lunchables uh, when you would have Lunchables. Oh, yeah. Special occasion. Only the privileged. Break I mean, only the privileged. <laughs> Not everybody could have a Lunchable. No. The rest of us were rocking PB&J, but the kids with the Lunchable. Not even had, an Uncrustable. It came no. with a candy bar inside. Oh, jeez. Oh, the, yep, they've made it, those kids. Well, if anybody has any other ideas, uh, it's funny to think what was fancy when you were younger. But you can text 877 to Radio U and send them our way. 
This is The Riot. Radio U. Nikki, we're both pet owners. We are. Uh, and do you, uh, you don't feed your dogs a meat-free diet, do you? No, mine are on the good old Costco brand food. Yeah? Kirkland? Is <laughs> that what do, it is? They do, they <laughs> do. And uh, let's see, what else do they do? My, I do the salmon oil thing for them. What does because, that mean? Well, it's like, um, it's a salmon oil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I gathered that much part. And, and it has a pump, and you have to pump so many into their food. You put that on their food? Yeah, that Just way. Just like, like olive oil? or But it's salmon oil. Yeah. And it's good because my two dogs, Cinnamon and Sugar, uh, they have allergies. Yeah. And it's good for like their coat and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, it's expensive. Yeah. And, with and it harsh, seems that it would make their tea, or their breath smell horrible. No, it doesn't. You don't no? even notice it. Oh, really? Really? No, but huh. what's bad is it's based on their body weight. Okay. So, like, my dog, Sugar, she's about 100 pounds. Uh-huh. So, she's, like, 25 pumps or something. <laughs> so, like, a whole bottle, basically. It's pretty much to the point where it's, it is almost like a whole one. Oh, my gosh. And I'm just like, can I just feed you salmon? Is that, <laughs> like, you is that every that? day or? Yeah, every time they, they have a meal. Oh, my gosh. How so, do you live? Well, Eric How do you it. do that? I just reordered no, it. No, I mean, how do you afford it? No, it, but... Uh, how we were talking about things that were fancy when you were t- I'm an adult and now I think uh, salmon oil is fancy. I know how stupid it is because I stopped taking allergy shots because I have massive allergies. Yeah. Because it was too much. Uh, but yet but I nothing. get allergy shots for my dogs. Nothing is and too much. For salmon oil. For cinnamon and sugar. And poor Rollo's like, I'll eat whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, did you know in the UK, if you fed your dog or a cat even mm-hmm. a vegan or vegetarian diet, mm-hmm. you could be fined up to 20,000 pounds, which in the U.S. would be about $27,000. Mm-hmm. You could. Yeah. Uh, it is under the Animal Welfare Act, which went into effect in 2006, actually, that it's you are required, if you are a pet owner, to feed your pet a suitable diet. Well, this is what they say. They say your personal belief system means that if you don't want to eat anything animal protein, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to protect the pets because that doesn't mean your diet yeah. should reflect what your pet should eat. Right. Because when I was a vegan... I didn't, I, you know, it just became very popular for people to try to impose that on their pets. Sure. I remember, especially with my cats, it was like, well, no, cats really need, yeah. they need that protein. That's, if uh, they were in the not wild. not protein. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> they need something else. So they also, they say, to. particularly for dogs, uh, that if they were eating a, a meat-free diet, mm. they weren't, they aren't equipped naturally to handle all of the high fiber foods that they would have to be eating instead. So all that fiber would potentially cause health concerns for them. So what the uh, what they actually say in the UK, the president of the British Veterinary Association, her name is Daniela Dos Santos. She says that it's possible. It's not like it's it's not every single vegan dog diet mm-hmm. is bad, but to to actually do it effectively where it it would count as a suitable diet for your dog or cat, uh, it really needs to be done with an actual professional nutritionist. You shouldn't just be out there buying the ve- buying whatever or feeding your dog whatever vegan stuff you think it needs. Uh, it should be done with a pet nutritionist. So you get a who, 
Okay, if we're starting to afford that. No, you're right. <laughs> then just pay the fine. Just pay the fine at that point. You could get a fine. You get a court date. It's in the UK, though, but yeah. uh, I don't think this is bad here. And then the worst case, you could get jail time. You could have your pets taken away or yeah. banned from having pets again. But I did like that line. You do you, yep. uh, but you got to realize your pet's not you. Right. <laughs> so they don't have to do what you're doing. Yeah, you got to give them what they would be used to eating naturally. Uh, what, what their you know their body is equipped to handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I do feel too because this isn't the only. It, this is a big thing. I don't know why it just came up, but it's a big thing in the UK where you can where if you're a pet owner, there's a lot of responsibility with it where they can actually take some actions against you. And I feel like it's a lot of pressure. I oh, I'm, you're fine. I mean, I think I take care of my dog well. Oh, no, it's not like that. But I'd be afraid to have a dog in the UK. Sure. Because who knows, man? Who just knows? remember, as long as you're feeding them better than you feed yourself, you're just fine. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I feed my dog a lot of the things I do feed myself, which might be bad, well, actually. That, no, it's also fine, too. That's fine. <laughs> my dog's okay, all right? Every, I, she's totally good. If they keep talking long enough, they're bound to say something that you agree with. The Riot with Hudson and Nikki on Radio U. Hardly related to what we're about to talk about, but I've I've wanted to get it off my chest. Sure. Uh, Did you know on Disney Plus there's a new Muppet special, (laughs) Muppets Haunted Mansion? I did not. It's not good it's okay. not the Why'd muppets watch it? i love the muppets <laughs> okay so i you- love the muppets <laughs> i thought it would be good but it's not them it is n- not i mean it, it's the characters but it's not the muppets oh i'm sorry yeah gonzo it's like it's mostly gonzo and the shrimp oh it. that one yeah oh, how funny <laughs> It's not. It's not funny. It's not good. It's not. I. I've not. Listen, it's a cinematic universe, and uh, you have to branch out. Yeah. And you know that's just different characters getting a moment to have their own special. Mm-hmm. I feel that uh, if anyone else is out there and is a Muppets fan like me, you were hating and it. You, and you, I want you to avoid, save yourself the trouble mm. and the disappointment, and do not watch that. Anyways, talking about haunted mansions, though, we have a new survey here about. What it would take, uh, how many people would actually stay in a haunted house? A lot of times during this season, people Mm -hmm. will turn like scary places into the Airbnbs, yeah, so that you could stay at a place that. has a some Airbnb? A Airbnb. Oh my gosh! Please I'm market sure that. I'm sure somebody has come up with that already, <laughs> but if not, I'm right here. So you could stay in the house, and you know, like, what would it take if there was some concerns about the place? Yeah. So uh, we have this survey here. It's a thousand Americans, and let's see, fifty-six percent of people would rather stay in a haunted house with friends for ten thousand dollars than go alone for one million. Is one of the first things they Dude, found. You don't even have to pay me that much. Ten thousand. <laughs> well, how much would you? How much would you pay? Well, or depends. how much would you need to pay? I see a lot on the trending stuff of like YouTubers who will go stay in a asylum or yeah. like a oh, yeah. haunted place or something. The problem is whenever you see that stuff, everybody turns the lights off and you try to sleep. Yeah. Don't. If you just don't sleep, just leave stay the up lights all night. on, stay yeah. up all night. But you then what if your mind starts to play tricks on you? I think for a few thousand, yeah. I'll keep you my, can deal with it. I'll keep my mind if in If you check. know you have a finish line ahead of you that includes mm-hmm. a bunch of money. Uh let's see. Fifty-seven percent of people would rather stay in a haunted motel than a haunted house. That sounds scarier. You think? Um, motels and hotels are just scarier, anyways. But if you're, a, I think 
maybe the thinking is if you're in a mo- a hotel or a motel, there's other people around. What's the one with, uh, is it the Bates thing? The Bates Motel? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's haunted or if just Norman Bates hangs out there and kills people, but... Uh, let's see. That 20- leads to it then being haunted after. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> here's some more maybe realistic things. 70% of people would buy a house somebody died in. Oh, really? I used to live in a house somebody died in. Did they disclose it to you? Yeah. They said it? Uh-huh. How'd they computer- die? Uh, it was not, you know, like natural a heart, heart attack or a stroke or something like that. But the house, That's the, not as bad the as room, if they were murdered. The room that they died in was where we had our computer. We spent a lot of time in that room. It was one of the most popular rooms. As long as it and wasn't like, that's where I sleep. No, it was not where I slept. No. Uh, let's see. And they told you? Well, yeah. They, I mean, they wouldn't want us to find out afterwards, would okay. they? Yeah, uh, I guess. 38% of people would buy a house somebody was murdered in. Oh, I don't want to do that. That would be tough. I think that, I don't know why, because it's still somebody dying. But I don't know. Are you thinking about like the blood everywhere or, you know, just whatever happened? I would, I, I listen to enough true crime podcasts too and stuff like that where you hear stories of people about people, a whole crazy, you know, murder situation goes down, a bunch of people die in a house, and then still somebody comes and lives in the house later. Mm-hmm. That that always bothers me. I don't know. Why. There's a lot to it. It's not like they're you're gonna get murdered there. I know. But it just doesn't feel right. It's just like knock the house down, start afresh. Build it uh, again. Twenty five people twenty five percent of people would buy a house they knew was haunted. And 28% of people would buy a house the neighbors are afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this is what I like. I like a new place, new build. Yeah. Okay. First time in the apartment, no one else there. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what I enjoy. That's nice at first, but then what if you're the first person to get killed there? Well, then you're rolling the dice. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I would rather be the only one in there at that time. I guess the odds are still better. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, Because if, uh, if you move into a house where somebody has already died, then that means there's a non-zero chance. So <laughs> don't even like to think happened. about that. No, thank you. <laughs> the Riot Podcast Radio. You where we need you to weigh in uh, because don't say weigh uh, after <laughs> what we're going to talk. That does about. make it sound like uh, use that in another. Let's yeah. find another word. Uh, <laughs> chime, in. chime in. There yep. it is. <laughs> we need to hear from you on my birthday lunch because. My birthday came and went during the fundraiser. Mm-hmm. We had a pseudo birthday meal because hey, it wait. was Buffalo Wild Wings. You did get a birthday dinner. Yeah. Does that does that count? I actually kind of thought it did count. No. You so still that's why get, I wasn't thinking about this at all. That was an extra special fundraiser. Yeah. But I think you still, like, when you work here at Radio U, you get a birthday lunch. Uh-huh. So you haven't had your official birthday lunch. Sydney hasn't either. Mm-hmm. Her birthday was right before that. Yeah. So you guys both need to pick what places or place you choose to agree on together. Can we agree on place? I don't know. About Otherwise, that. you got to come up with something. Sydney and I have similar tastes, but I feel that uh, I would probably be fine with any place she picked. But you know the okay. There's a 95 percent chance, but for some reason, the one place she would pick it would be the you one that I would it. not. And if <laughs> you would, pick something, what if she resents you yeah, silently? Uh huh. <laughs> so, I think it might be best if we just pick our pick, own. pick our own or That's pick good. them individually, and then maybe they happen to be the same. But I don't know what to pick for mine. You, what do you feel like? Uh, well, I would like. I don't eat a lot of barbecue at home mm-hmm. because my wife doesn't really like it very much. But I do like barbecue. So you want to pick a barbecue place? But there's not that many. There's not that many options. Well, there's um, like two nearby, mm. and one we go to as as work frequently. But I don't know if it's 
if it still stands up or if it feels so special as a birthday meal. Yeah, either. I'm just throwing this out there. Uh-huh. What about Chinese food? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's it's too fine. attainable. It's too it's attainable. It's perfect. It's perfect. No, I get Chinese all the time. But what if there was a Chinese barbecue place? <laughs> you could have both. Chinese, uh, yeah, that would be a unique place, huh? I think I'd enjoy it. <laughs> uh, see, that actually, it's funny you mentioned that because the one place that came to mind of like, I bet you Sydney would pick this and I would not want to go is, is BB Bop. Oh, because that's Bop, Korean yeah. barbecue, right? Sure. Yeah, I'm not as much a fan of that style. So, so that's a no for yeah, that. Yeah, so that's not. I'm open to any suggestion of any place for a birthday lunch. Uh, but barbecue was the first thing that came to mind. We, I, you know, uh, we said Ray Ray's. We may just, I may wind up just doing that just because it's something no, I have. Let's keep going. Keep okay. Nikki out. doesn't like the choice of Ray I Ray. I want to eat inside. If you oh, want okay. me to go, I'd like to eat inside. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's keep working on it. If, if anybody, anybody has any ideas, I would. I want you to pick something new. (laughs) I kind of would like somewhere new. I'm going to force my thoughts on it. But if I pick somewhere new that even I've never been and then it's not good, everyone I feel will blame me. And it's not my fault because I've never been. So I have to pick somewhere safe. Well, Ashley just texted and said, Hudson, my cousin owns Ray Ray's. What? So are we going to Ray Ray's? Ashley, uh, are you inviting us over? Is that what you're saying? Can we all get comped? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I know it's a hard time in the restaurant world right now. Well, here's uh, Uncle Beth's Barbecue. Dylan said that's a good place. It's amazing. Uncle Beth. Basically, just send us any good... Places, yeah. I mean, we're gonna have to submit them all to re- for review. Mm. And my birthday has already came and went, so yeah, we should pick a place quickly. We'll just do it before Thanksgiving, if you don't mind, or oh. maybe before the end of the month. Before the end of the month, okay, we'll work on that. Pick a place that works. I uh, want, and then let us know where you think Sydney should go to. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> give us two suggestions, one for each of us. <laughs> you know, I almost feel that it's not an exciting choice. Mm. And I don't know how everybody else will feel, but I almost feel like the default should just be five guys. No. No, not five guys. I've never been to Shake Shack. Oh, that's a good one. Should well, we do Shake? It's it just is realistic. Is the new one there yet? No. It's not. They haven't even started. Too realistic far away. expectations. Too far away. It's like five guys. It became so expensive and it's not it's not as good. And it's it's a long drive. Mm-hmm. We would never get it would make our we'd have to stay like our work our work day would be twelve hours if we had to do Shake Shack. Jeff, I love your text message so much. This sounds like Nikki just needs to pick. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jeff. Yes, I'm very indecisive. Thank That's you. another problem. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll pick for you. Okay. <laughs> Everybody just... submit your suggestions to Nikki. It'll be a surprise. That's right. Uh and we could choose what we would like then uh once everybody gets theirs in. Aaron, we've done it before, the wheeloflunch.com to choose. Oh yeah. You know, like you spin the wheel online right, and it chooses right. what sort of style. Uh, yeah, I feel like that would just lead to disappointment, too. That's enough of that. For more Riot content, head to riot.radiou.com. Please follow us on Facebook and subscribe via iTunes. Hello and welcome to the Accessibility in Gaming podcast, the podcast about the accessibility, successes, and setbacks of all things gaming. I'm your host, Shelby Farley, also known as The Blind Gamer. In today's episode, we will be talking about phasmophobia, 
which is a game where you play as paranormal investigators that go into various locations to determine what kind of ghost is haunting the place and to collect evidence and try not to get killed. You can play with one to four players, including yourself, and it is a cooperative game rather than playing against each other. This is one of my favorite games. It used to be my favorite game, but isn't quite my favorite anymore. But it's still definitely up there and probably my top three favorites. Some of the things this game does well is in the lobby menu, the font for the options is very large. It makes it super easy to read when I'm trying to see if I want to play single player, multiplayer, to adjust the settings. All of those options are very large, which is really nice for myself and other visually impaired people. However, there are several issues with phasmophobia that make the game very hard to play, especially if I'm playing by myself. One issue that I have with accessibility in phasmophobia is the font size of the journal. Since a recent update, they made the journal much more complex and detailed. So this makes it easier for players to mark down what is and isn't evidence and to cross out ghost types and whatnot rather than just putting down the three evidence that you collect and then the type of ghost it is. So I'm sure it makes it easier for sighted players, but as someone that's visually impaired, I find the new journal style too cluttered and therefore the font is really small. And I can't read the journal anymore. It used to be super easy to read the evidence page, at least, but now I can't read any of it. So even before the update, there were issues with the journal because the information about each ghost type was already very small and still is very small. But now even the evidence and ghost type selection is too small, so I can't read any of that unless I use my phone as a magnifier and zoom in on it that way. Small font is the case in several places, including the list of items that you need and that you add in the lobby area before starting a job. I can't see what items I've added, what items I have, what items I need. I can't see any of that. So I have a hard time contributing to the equipment because I can't tell what is needed and what I have. Another issue with the text is the font style. Some of the font styles, especially in the journal, are very fancy, which I'm sure looks really good, but it makes it difficult to read because it's so overdone and it's not simple enough for me to just be able to tell what it says. One way to resolve the text size and font style issue would be to make the font simpler and larger in all of the menus and options that are in the game. That way it's easier to read without having to use external sources for magnification. Another option, and personally my favorite option, would be text-to-speech. If you haven't listened to my other episodes and you don't know what text-to-speech is, basically text-to-speech is when there is anything written on screen, it is read out loud to the player. This is great for people that are visually impaired 
because we don't have to get super close to the screen and attempt to read what's on it. Which is nice because, at least for myself, I have to get so close to the screen that my nose is touching the screen. Which creates nose prints on my screen and I'm personally not a fan of that. Plus it's a lot of strain on my eyes which makes them hurt and also gives me headaches which makes me stop playing sooner whereas if the font was easier to read and the other accessibility issues were resolved then I would be able to keep playing longer. So text-to-speech in the journal especially reading information about the ghost types, and even reading the options for evidence and ghost type out loud would be great. I have never been able to read the information about each ghost, so I can't tell what evidence is possible with which ghost type, so I end up doing a lot more extra work than if I was able to look at the journal and be able to tell which evidence I need to collect based on what I've collected so far. Going along with the font size, the temperature on the thermometer is too small. I can't tell what the temperature is in a location, so I end up never picking up the thermometer to check the temperature because I can't read what it says. So again, making that larger would be great or having audio readouts of the temperature every so often. It doesn't have to be constantly, but every so often would be nice because then I could actually use that piece of equipment, whereas now I can't use it at all. The next accessibility issue with phasmophobia is that I can't tell which piece of equipment is which whenever I'm looking at the shelves in the van to see what I want to take. Certain items, like the different types of flashlights and the different cameras and things like that, look very similar. And so I end up picking up each piece of equipment and trying to test it out in hopes that I'm able to tell what it is which takes a long time, in turn, dragging out the gameplay, which is not ideal, especially if I'm playing with other players. A solution for this would be to have large print names pop up on screen whenever I hover over a piece of equipment or when I switch to it in my hand, or again, text-to-speech, where if I hover over the equipment or switch items in my hand, the name of the equipment would be read out loud. Another issue with Phasmophobia's accessibility is that the orbs and the dots are incredibly hard to see. They are so quick and so small and have such poor contrast, which for myself and probably other visually impaired players makes it difficult to collect that piece of evidence because we can't see that it's even there. A possible solution for this would be to have a sound play whenever orbs come across the screen or dots appear. That way, visually impaired people can hear that they are there and be able to collect that evidence rather than relying on their vision. Another option would be to make the orbs larger so that they stand out more and are more visible. And then going along with that, the last option that I've come up with is to increase the contrast. Especially with the orbs, which are a light color, whenever they're on a lighter background, I can't see that they're there because they blend in with the background. 
So making them larger and also increasing the contrast would be a lot easier if audio cues were not an option. Those are the issues that I found with the accessibility of Phasmophobia. If you can come up with any others, either for visually impaired people or anyone with other disabilities, please let me know. Just to recap, the issues that I've found with the game are the font size being too small in the journal and on the thermometer and in certain areas in the lobby, such as the items list, and then the font style being too complex and hard to read, especially in the journal, not being able to tell which piece of equipment is which, and the inability to see orbs and dots. If you have a game you would like me to cover in a future episode, or if you're a game developer and you would like me to test your current or future game for how accessible it is, please contact me at accessibilityandgaming at gmail.com or contact me on social media. You can find me at Shelby Farley, C-H-E-L-B-Y-F-A-R-L-E-Y, or The Blind Gamer, T-H-E-B-L-I-N-D-G-A-Y-M-E-R. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. In the next episode, I will be covering Dead by Daylight, so subscribe to the podcast so you know as soon as the next episode goes live. Until next time, thank you so much for listening to the Accessibility and Gaming Podcast. If you've got a personal auto insurance question, you could talk to a cab driver. Although the policies he recommends might include avoiding the interstate, beating traffic by taking the back roads, and only making left turns when absolutely necessary. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, whose policy is to use their expertise to navigate your insurance, finding the best route to help you save money on insurance for your home, car, and more. And as an added bonus, you'll be able to avoid traffic jams and potholes entirely. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com local. episode please leave us a review on itunes a gift of fine jewelry holds so much meaning it can really mark a moment that's why i love being a jewelry consultant at shane company I get so much joy helping our customers find something special for the people they love. Like the customer in the military who wanted to propose to his girlfriend before he was deployed. We rushed to get the engagement ring ready for him, and he was overwhelmed with gratitude. Or the customer who survived cancer. The whole time she was in treatment, her grown daughter was by her side, taking care of her. She told us her daughter had a heart of gold. And to show her appreciation, she gave her a 14-karat gold heart necklace. Another customer came in to get his wife a gift to celebrate their growing family. They were adopting a baby. He picked out a beautiful necklace with the child's birthstone. 
It's precious moments like these that make my job so meaningful. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business, Shane Company and ShaneCo.com. Live from a basement in Dubuque, Iowa. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. 30 minutes from the Field of Dreams and four hours from the closest professional sports team. It's not a lie if you believe it. On the banks of the Mississippi River. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. It's the Degenerate Sports Betting Show with Matthew Friedman. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. And now your host, Matthew Friedman. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Freeman, Matt F. The Oracle. Welcome to the Degenerate Sports Betting Show brought to you by Bets TV and sponsored by the FTN Network, where you can get all the season-long and daily fantasy and sports betting content your degenerate heart desires, including my fantasy football write-ups and all of my NFL size totals and player props. Use the highly original promo code Friedman for 20% off at FTN. That is Friedman for 20% off at FTN. Thanks for checking out the show. Please subscribe to the Bets TV channel on YouTube and rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. All right, it is Thursday afternoon. Thursday night football is on the horizon. So in this episode, uh, we're breaking down tonight's game. I'm going to highlight the player prop that is my favorite for Thursday night football. And then we're going to run through the five picks that I'm thinking right now about putting into the super contest. But first, I need to tell you about a great giveaway we have at FTN where you can win a free trip to Las Vegas for the week 13 game between the Raiders and the Washington football team. It is free to sign up, no purchase necessary. There are a lot of prizes you can win. The grand prize is $5,000 in value, and it comes with free airfare, hotel, tickets to the game, and more. Click on the link in the show description for more details and to sign up. All right, let's get into the show. Producer Tom, Thomas Viola, sidekick on the controls, connoisseur of pasta, titan of tomato sauce, bully Joel junkie, and long-suffering Jets fan. Tom, first... We just need to have a drop where it's me having recorded that. So I don't have to say that each episode, but we can get a drop of that. Uh, This is by your own design. Admittedly, you were the (laughs) ones who said eventually it's going to be like Khaleesi with all the names. Yes. Yes. This, this is my fault. I, I, uh, I take the blame. Uh, That's number one, Tom, number two, uh, Thursday night football, a uh, banger of a game we have. Let's, let's talk about it. I mean, this is the kind of matchup that you live for. Broncos, Browns, Browns without Baker Mayfield, open minus six because, again, they originally were supposed to have him, but that's moved down to Browns minus two because of all the injuries that they have, not necessarily because of the betting action. The total open at 44 is now at 41, and the Browns have so many key injuries. Baker Mayfield with the shoulder, he's out. Nick Chubb, calf, out. Odell Beckham Jr., shoulder, questionable, did not participate in practice all week. Kareem Hunt moved to the IR. The good news is both main quarterback corners, Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams, both were full participants in practice this week and should at least be back. Cleveland's 3-3 three and three against the spread. So is Denver. Where are you looking at in this one on the spread? All right, so also it looks like wide receiver Jarvis Landry might be activated off of IR in time to play tonight. So that gives the Browns an actual number one wide receiver in the event that Odell Beckham is out. Uh, I bet on the Broncos plus six on Sunday night. Um, I mean, even then, I thought it was pretty obvious that Mayfield was not likely to be playing this week. Uh, So I immediately smash bet that. 
it doesn't hurt that Teddy Bridgewater is 19 and two against the spread as a road underdog. Uh, that doesn't hurt. Uh, he's technically questionable to play tonight um, with a foot injury, but very expected that he actually will play. I liked this for the Broncos at more than a field goal at plus two. I'm not betting on them, uh, but I also don't want to be betting on backup quarterback Case Keenum without a lot of the offensive weapons around him. So at this number, I'm just staying away. I don't know. I think I'm taking the Broncos in this one. I mean, Case Keenum's not going to be able to move the ball against that defense. I really don't think, even if they're not. A revenge game. Hashtag revenge game. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Might have to stay away in the Case Keenum revenge game. All right. How about the total? Because this one, it seems like there's a really obvious choice here. Uh, maybe, I mean, I think I've seen some smart people go on the over, uh, I'm on the under, uh, which, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just looking at this matchup, two teams that are pretty strong on defense. Uh, they're both top 10 in defensive success rate. Uh, the, the Browns are number four with a 41% defensive success rate. The Broncos are number nine, 43.3% quarterback. Uh, I mean, we've got backups all over the side on the Browns, but quarterback Case Keenum, and Teddy Bridgewater, they're the type of quarterbacks who are content to manage the game instead of try to win the game. And then on top of that, both of these teams play at a bottom six uh, pace of play, which, I mean, it just feels as if the under is begging to be bet. This total is low, but it still feels as if it's a, a couple points too high. And the other factor is the Thursday night game is typically not the highest scoring affairs. I yeah. think that that does play into it a little bit. But how about a prop bet for tonight? What is your favorite prop bet of the evening, Matt? Okay. I should say that I am going against some projections out there that I have seen. Uh, some projections have the under Cortland Sutton, 64 and a half yards receiving. I am going over. Uh, you can get this at points bet, minus 115. I love Sutton in this matchup. Uh, in his four games with quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, without wide receiver Jerry Judy, who is on IR with the ankle injury. Sutton has 12, 5, 11, and 14 targets. So 10.5 targets per game, which he's leveraged into 410 yards receiving across four games. So over 100 yards receiving on a per-game basis. Now, Tom, as you mentioned, the Browns are expected to get back Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams this week. And the Browns on defense... They are pretty good against the pass. Number five in dropback success rate, but they are vulnerable to the big play. They're number 25 in dropback EPA per play. So while on a normal play-to-play -play basis, they tend to do well against the pass, they are uh, they are prone to giving up big plays, and that is Cortland Sutton's specialty, like the big play downfield. So 64 and a half. I feel like it's an average number. It's not an aggressive number. And given the target volume, 10 and a half targets per game with Bridgewater without Judy, this feels like a pretty strong bet. So it is my favorite one on the board. All right. Well, let's get into your super contest plays. A whole lot of big spreads this week, Matt. It's it's slim. It's just great. It's great for the chalk donkey. Oh, dear. All right, let's start it off. The Packers, eight and a half versus football team. Total open seven and a half. Uh, the side open seven and a half to the Packers. The total open at 50, moved down to 49. Green Bay has been anywhere from seven and a half to nine and a half. Football team, one and five against the spread, four and two to the over. 
Green Bay five and one against the spread. Monster, monster spread covering team. It's five straight weeks for them after that week one that we just throw out. Uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers at home covers. That's the line in this game. Yeah, this is, I mean, I don't have to overthink this or even think this. Uh, but I'll, I will say, like a donkey, I bet this at minus 10 on Sunday night at the peak because this did open at seven and a half. It quickly got bet up to nine and a half, 10. I thought it might cross through 10. So I took a position at minus 10 and it has dropped down since then. Sharp action has driven this line back down based on a number of indicators in the market. All of the sharp action is on Washington. And right now, as we're recording this, the number is at seven and a half, right where it opened. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm a donkey. I'm going to nibble on some more of that hay. So I've invested again at seven and a half. Tom, as you mentioned, Packers quarterback, Aaron Rodgers at home. He he just covers. This is what he does. 64, 36 and four against the spread at home for his career. And again, forget what the Packers did in week one. A lot of weird stuff happens in week one. Last year, the Jaguars actually won a game in week one. Uh, forget about week one for the Packers. Since week two, Tom, as you mentioned, they're 5-0 and against the spread. This offense is number three in expected points added per play, number two in offensive dropback EPA per play, and Rodgers is number one in composite EPA and completion percentage over expectation. Uh, he leads the league in big-time throws, which is a stat that we track at FTN Data. Offensively, the Packers are totally dominating right now, especially in the passing game. And the football team is vulnerable on defense. They rank number 30 in EPA per play. And they're really vulnerable in the passing game, number 30 in dropback EPA per play. This is, I mean, this is a smash spot for, for the Packers offense. And, and that's, that is what is going to drive the spread here. The Packers are mediocre on defense. They're without number one cornerback, Jair Alexander, who's out with a shoulder injury. But number two cornerback, Kevin King, who was out last week, he has practiced this week. So that's a positive indicator for his return this week. But the thing is, it's not as if Washington on offense is a juggernaut. Washington is bad on offense, right? They're number 24 in EPA per play, and they are extremely injured extremely injured. It's not just quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick who's replaced by Taylor Heineke, right? That's not the main injury here. Although, I mean, that's that's pretty significant. There are all of the other injuries around that. Antonio Gibson missed the fourth quarter last week with a shin injury that's been lingering for a while. He hasn't practiced this week. Terry McLaurin played last week with a hamstring injury, had his worst performance of the season. He hasn't practiced this week. Number two wide receiver, Curtis Samuel, he missed weeks one through three with a groin injury, kind of hobbled his way through weeks four and five, missed week six. He hasn't practiced. Highly unlikely he plays this week. Number number one tight end, Logan Thomas, he's on IR. He's out. Number two tight end, Ricky Seals-Jones, who actually has done a very good Logan Thomas impersonation. He suffered a quad injury last week. He didn't practice yesterday. The severity of his injury is unknown, but now he might not play. And then you have the right side of the offensive line, right tackle Sam Cosme, right guard Brandon Scherf. Scherf hasn't played the past two weeks. Cosme didn't play last week. Neither one practiced yesterday. 
Okay, the Packers, yes, they are certainly without their best defensive player. Washington might be without like their best seven offensive players. I just, I, I do not understand. I do not understand this line. And then you have Taylor Heineke. I mean, I love him. From a fantasy perspective, he's like the discount Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's like the discount Jameis Winston. But he's one in five against the spread for his career. Okay, when you have Rodgers at home, when he's at home and he's going against a Washington team that is missing its quarterback, is entirely injured on offense, and is starting a backup quarterback who has a habit of not covering, you just bet him and then you bet him again. So I'm on the Packers. I, I think the arithmetic is very simple here. The Packers defense is better than the Chiefs defense, is it not? Yes. Yes. The the they only put up football team only put up 13 points against the Chiefs defense. I don't believe that they're going to have more production against this Packers team and I believe the Packers offense is good enough especially with Aaron Rodgers, especially with just the amount of talent they have to put up just as many points as the Chiefs. Yeah. I think that's the simple arithmetic there. Yes. Good. Good. You cut through it. I I gave the long version, you gave the very clean short version. Yes. All right. Let's move on to the total football team is four and two to the over. Uh, what are you thinking here? So yes, as you said, football team, I mean, they tend to be something of an over team, at least at this point in the season. That's what happens when you have a defense that just allows the other team to score and you have an offense that is mediocre. That's a recipe for the over. And then the over at Lambeau field throughout Rogers career that has tended to hit. Um, 57 and 48 to the over with Rodgers at quarterback points tend to be scored at green Bay. I tend to lean towards the over here. I'll admit I haven't bet it yet, but I might, it's not, it's not a strong preference I have for it, but I think, I think that's where the edge is. All right. The next game up on your board, you are laying the 15 points with the Rams versus the lions line open Rams, 13 and a half. Now moving up to 15 could go past that. Total slightly bet up from 49 and a half to 50 and a half. Detroit is three and three against the spread. The Rams four and two ATS so far this season. Tomothy, I know you don't like this one. I, I cannot help myself. In the NFC, the Lions are the top team in our power rankings. And did I say the Lions? Sorry, the Rams. The Rams are the top team in the power rankings. And then all the way down to the bottom. You have the Lions. Uh, this is not just a revenge game for Matthew Stafford. It is a revenge game for the Rams organization for having to endure years of Jared Goff. By the way, Jared Goff is three and ten against the spread without Sean McVay. Uh, Sean McVay is six and three against the spread without Jared Goff. Yeah. You know, I know that this is chalky. I I know that. Um, I bet the Rams on Sunday night at fourteen and a half because I thought it was likelier that this game would get to 17 than drop down to 14. Um, I still think that's the case. I'm fine taking this position. McVay, as a favorite, is 32-24-2 against the spread. The Lions are bottom six in points scored and points allowed. The Rams are top 10 in points scored and points allowed. The Rams are number nine in defensive uh, EPA per play. The Lions are number 30 in offensive EPA per play. Uh, the Rams are number four in offensive EPA per play 
And then on defense, the Lions are number 28. And then this is the killer for me. On drop back plays, the Rams on offense are number one in EPA per play. The Lions defense is number 32. You have ultimate strength against massive vulnerable weakness. I I know the back door is open here. Like I just, I freely admit that if the lions cover, that's how it will happen. But I just think McVay going against golf Stafford going against the lions. I think they will continue to score points beyond the point when it is necessary or reasonable. So I am going with the Rams to cover a big, big number because I think they are highly motivated to do it. Let me get on my soapbox here for a second, Matt. Please don't pick this game. 14 and a half is too many points. I, it's just too many for this team, especially because you look at the, the Rams are four and two against the spread. Yes, but the Lions are three and three against the spread. They don't quit. They don't roll over even when they're getting blown out. They keep passing the football and the Rams are going to be motivated to win this game, but so are the Lions. And we know that they're just a tiny bit better than their completely 0-6 record suggests. I, I, The back door is just way too open here. Spoilers for the next game that we're going to talk about. It's another large spread, but I think that that one you're actually less likely to get backdoored on than you are on this one. I just feel like it's so glaring. I'd rather swap this game for the Raiders minus three at home versus the Eagles. I think that the Raiders are just a more complete football team than the Eagles and that they won't be able to, the Eagles defense won't be able to contain the Raiders passing offense. They're healthy again. Derek Carr is still slinging it. I feel like they can cover that minus three spread more easily than the Rams can cover the 15. I hear what you're saying. I have very limited respect for the Lions. That might surprise you. Um, part of it is their strength of schedule. Like they, I don't think that they've really done all that well against teams that are actually good. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking uh, they, it up. They, they, I'm looking it up right now. I need to, I need to cut through some other stuff here. Keep, they, give me your, give me your perspective and then I'll give you some, some numbers. They were a 66 yard field goal away from beating the Ravens who by all metrics look like a pretty good team. They've been yeah. hard done on a couple of these losses. <sighs> okay. Looking at it here. What do you think of the 49ers? Like not for this week, but just as a team in general, what do you think of the 49ers? Trash. Okay. But I'm they lower on the 49ers than most people. All right. So they covered barely covered against the 49ers. Uh, I mean, against the Packers, they were in that game for a little bit. But if you look at like the total numbers, they were very lucky to be in that game as long as they were. The Ravens, they were coming off of like back-to-back primetime games, coming off of having beat the Chiefs. That was a weird game. Like, I don't know if I want to... I mean, sure, I'll give them credit for it, but I'll just say like that was not the typical Ravens team. They did not cover against the Bears. The Bears, Tom. Uh, Justin Fields handcuffed to Matt Nagy. Matt uh, Nagy beat the Lions. 
by 10 points. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that on principle for me, laying two touchdowns in a professional football game is very hard for me to stomach. Uh, that's fair. On principle, uh, what do you think of the Bengals? I think the Bengals are okay. They might be a little worse than their record indicates, but I don't think that they're bad. I think they're okay. And they just beat the Lions 34 to 11. And the Bengals are okay. And the Rams are better than okay. I, th- I think the Lions are dead. Like there's only so much, there's only so much like recovery that can happen from okay, like we believe in ourselves and it's week one. And then it's like, all right, well, you know, we kind of came back in, in the second half in week one and now it's week two. And then like you get beaten down. This is a team that has been beaten down into its 0-6 record. And I think like week after week, it is a little bit harder to get ramped up to where they were the previous week. And now they just look like one of the worst teams in the league, saddled with a bad quarterback, with a head coach who's a rah-rah guy, but not like a strategy guy, I I do not see it. Like I I understand, like the back door is open. I understand. I understand how it could happen. I just I see a Lions team that has looked incredibly bad for the past month. I, again, you're you're not wrong there. I just feel like I'd rather not lay that many points. Fair enough. All right. Let's move on, though, to a game where you're going to lay even more points because the Cardinals are 17.5-point favorites versus the Texans. And, oh, Lord, this one I I can't even convince you not to take. That's a monster amount of points, but the Texans are so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I I don't care. I like I know that it is wrong. Like I know that this is the kind of thing where like professionals don't lay points like this. It's fine. I'm just a dude. I'm not a professional. I'm not betting a massive amount of my bankroll on this. I'm a prop better who dabbles in sides and totals. That's what I am. And that allows me to be a chalk donkey and bet in situations where it's like Okay, the pros aren't doing this, but I'm going to do it. The Cardinals are five and one against the spread. They're coming off a big statement win on the road last week. Bad weather, no head coach, playing a pretty good Browns team, whom they demolished. Texans quarterback Davis Mills is one and three. It increasingly looks like Terod Taylor will not be activated off of IR this week. That would be the one thing that would give me pause. If I saw Taylor active activated off of IR, I would immediately bet the other side of this to buy out. But if Taylor is not playing, he's still on IR, I want to be betting against Davis Mills. Kyler Murray's number one in EPA plus uh, completion percentage over expectation. Uh, The Cardinals are number three in EPA per play, uh, number three in dropback EPA per play, number five in rush EPA per play. Like, However it is that they are operating on offense, whether they're running the ball or passing, they are playing better than almost every other team in the league. And we've talked about this before. In terms of the offensive scheme, because of how they stretch the field, spread the defense out, there is a lot of, I wouldn't say ingenuity, but a lot of schemed openness within the running game like the scheme actually is contributing to the success of the running game 
that much I can give to the offensive system that head coach Cliff Kingsbury has put in place. In the passing game, they're doing almost nothing inventive. It doesn't matter when you have Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and the other weapons that they have on offense. So it's a legit thing that this offense is as good as it is. And then the Texans on defense, they're number 25 in EPA per play, number 30 in success rate. Uh, Total smash. And then on the other side of this, the Cardinals are number two in defensive EPA per play. Part of that is because, like, like my Dallas Cowboys, they've had some turnover luck. But maybe this is something that is just built into the defense. They have more of a ball hawking type of defense, in part because they have J.J. Watt. They have Chandler Jones. They can apply pressure, and pressure often results in turnovers. So I do think that the Cardinals are legit on defense, even though they are living a little bit on turnover luck. And for this game, what does it matter? They're playing the Texans. The Texans are number 31 in offensive EPA per play, number 32 in offensive success rate. Tom, not to be mean to you, but if your Jets aren't the worst offense in the league, and they are, but if they're not, the Texans definitely are. The Jets are the worst offense. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet this past I mean, I wouldn't bet this past 17 and a half. I already bet this at actually honestly, I wouldn't bet this past 17. I bet this at minus 16 uh and a half. What is it now? It's 17 and a half now in the market. Yeah, just around there. Yeah. So I would not be betting this now, but I would bet this at 17 and at 16 and a half. But I I do think in general the Cardinals are the right side here. I'm definitely not betting on the Texans. I will just say that. That's a lot of points. <laughs> it is a lot of points. I, I know that there are sharp bettors, professional bettors, as a matter of principle, who would always take the Texans in this spot. Always, because it is such a large number of points. I just can't do it with this team. I mean... I agree. This is a stay away game for me. Uh, the, the spread's just too big for me to want to put money on, but the team is just too bad for me to want to go back and put it on the uh, and get it with the get the points with the dog. Yeah. All right. How about how about the total? I feel like this is just one of those hard ones because you got one team that's so good and one team that's so bad, so they're gonna have to do it all themselves. Yeah. I I don't have a position. You you said it perfectly right there. You know, I can see the over because the Cardinals are great on offense and (laughs) the Texans are bad on defense. I could see the under because of the exact opposite situation. I think the number is about right. All right. The next game up on the board. This is one that I am right there with you. I love this one. The 49ers opened five and a half versus the Colts. The lines moved down to four and you've got Colts plus four in this game. Indy's four and two against the spread. San Francisco's one and four. ATS. I, I think the Colts win this outright. I can see it. Uh, I really do like this game quite a bit. Uh, I bet this on Sunday night at five and a half. Uh, so I like the value I've gotten. I would still bet it at this number. Uh, I, I believe that quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, who you know had the calf injury coming off of bye, I expect he returns to action this week. Uh, you know, I think he's the starter when he's active. And Trey Lance missed practice on Wednesday um, with a knee injury. So I think Lance will probably suit up as the backup in this game, but I think we are back to Jimmy Garoppolo. This might sound strange. 
I don't consider that necessarily a good thing for the 49ers or their odds of winning this game or covering the spread. Uh, the Colts are weak in pass defense. Uh, number 32 in drop back success rate. That's pretty bad. But Garoppolo isn't the kind of quarterback to attack teams deep. I think he's basically going to take what the opposing defense gives him. He's not going to be looking to exploit the edge. And then I expect the 49ers to try to minimize Garoppolo by leaning on the running game. The thing is, that is where the Colts defense is strongest. They're number one in rush EPA per play, number two in rush success rate. So essentially, based on what the 49ers want to do and what they can do, I don't think this is a great matchup for them against the Colts defense. And then looking at the Colts offense, I mean, Carson Wentz, I'll just admit, I haven't had a lot of respect for that guy as uh, as a fantasy player, as a real-life player, as uh, you know, someone that you bet on or against um, for a number of years. I have been pleasantly surprised by him this season. He has a 62.4% completion rate, uh, 8.7 adjusted yards per attempt, and he has a league-low 0.5% interception rate. Like, He's thrown only one interception this year. The past three games, he's thrown multiple touchdowns in each game. He's avoided somehow, even with the, the ankle injuries, he's avoided making a lot of the mistakes that in previous seasons derailed his offense. It's, it's not as if he's out there being a massive difference maker or, or anything like that. He's just not making the mistakes that prevented his offense from being able to move the ball down the field. So with a Carson Wentz, who is not a net negative, but we'll just say like a net neutral to maybe slightly a net positive, this Colts offense is able to progress and they do it with the running game, with Jonathan Taylor as the leader in that backfield. They're number three in EPA per play rushing the ball. And the 49ers have a mediocre defense their weakest against the run. Number 19 in rush EPA per play, number 21 in rush success rate. So bottom line, on offense, I don't think the 49ers are going to press the advantages that they have. And then on defense, I don't think they're able to stop the Colts running attack. And then on top of that, 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan is on the negative side of his historical splits. As a favorite, he's 10, 20, and one against the spread. At home, he's an identical 10, 20, and 1 against the spread. As a home favorite, the, every time I see this statistic, I, I laugh with glee. Shanahan is 3, 13, and 1 against the spread as a home favorite. That's amazing. That's, that's like Jason Garrett-esque squared. That is incredibly horrible. This guy has the ability to dole the sharpest of edges. So I'm very happy to be betting against Shanahan as a home favorite. And it just so happens the Colts, I think, match up pretty pretty well with the 49ers in this spot. That is just a wild stat. 3-13-1 is a home favorite. All the advantages and cannot take advantage yeah. of it. That's that's Jim Harbaugh-esque. Yes, it, it is. It really is. I hope that man never leaves Michigan. <laughs> My mom's side of the family is all Buckeyes, so that's, yeah. All right. 
What about the total? Uh, this feels like more of an under game to me. Yeah, I'm leaning toward the under. Both teams are bottom 12 in pace of play. Uh, both quarterbacks are the kinds of guys who are more game managers than uh, aggressive downfield throwers. Both teams like to lean on the running game. All of that points to the under. I haven't bet it. This number feels right. If I had to bet it, I would go under. And the last game up on the board here for us, you're going the Saints minus four and a half versus Seattle. New Orleans open three move to that four and a half number. Total still around 43 points, which eh, you got Geno Smith playing. I kind of get that. New Orleans is three and two against the spread. Seattle is three and three. But of course, again, they've got Geno Smith playing now. No more Russell Wilson. I, I, I can't fault. I can't fault four and a half points with New Orleans in this spot. Yeah, I bet this on Sunday night at three, was happy to get it at that number. I would take it all the way to five and a half if necessary. Uh, the thesis is simple. Uh, the Saints have an extra week of rest coming off of the bye. Um, the Seahawks are on a little bit of shorter rest given that they played on Sunday night football. Saints head coach Sean Payton is 12 and five against the spread without quarterback Drew Brees. Like compare that to Bill Belichick who has a fantastic against the spread record for his tenure with the Patriots, but is just break even against the spread without Tom Brady. Sean Payton is actually the guy behind this offense, right? Like he can look at what he did last year with Taysom Hill, who went three and one against the spread. Just coming off of the bench, totally changed the offense that they were running with Hill at quarterback. Sean Payton isn't, He's not the perfect head coach. And I think there are offensively maybe some things that have kind of moved past him as the league has progressed. But he's sharp enough to be able to look at the talent he has and create a system to work around the offensive players he has, especially the quarterbacks. So 12-5 and against the spread without Drew Brees. I think that is sticky and it's pretty impressive. And then you compare that to Pete Carroll who last week looked totally lost without quarterback Russell Wilson. The Saints defense is pretty good. It's number four overall in EPA per play, number five in drop back EPA per play. And then the Seahawks, I mean, they have Geno Smith at quarterback. That pretty much says it all. He has a 6.8 adjusted yards per attempt mark with the Seahawks. That's not a good mark overall, and that's the best mark of his career. Overall, for his entire career, his adjusted yards per attempt mark is 5.7. That's like what you would expect out of a bottom-of-the-barrel rookie quarterback. That's what he's done for his career. I don't know. I'm going to take the team with a good defense and an offensive-minded head coach who has shown the ability to cover with non-elite quarterbacks going against uh, a head coach who doesn't know what he's doing on offense and is without his elite quarterback and now has a backup quarterback who is incredibly non-elite, to put it kindly. Yes, yes, I will I will take the Saints. I might not put this game in my contest, but I'm definitely going to bet it. I, I, I love every bit of logic that you've put into this answer, especially the Jets quarterback part, because it's just true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if anything, that might be why... Well, no, because I, 
I, I like the Giants over the Panthers. I don't know if Sam Darnold's going to do it. So the Jets quarterback thing holds true there. All right. The total is 43 to 42. That's just a disgusting number. I don't I don't want a part of this game. Yeah, I'm I'm not on it. Two teams that want to run the ball. Um, but I think this line is about right. I, I haven't bet it. I'm probably not going to. If I had to bet a side, I would go under, but it's a low total and weird things happen in football. So you could see how the over hits. I just want to stay away. All right, Matt. Well, that's going to do it for us. Where can people find all of the awesome content you're putting out each and every day? You can find all of the work at FTN Network on Friday. I publish the fantasy football breakdown on Thursday. I publish my best bets article, which is live on the site right now. On Tuesday, I publish my fantasy football rankings, which I update on Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday all throughout the week in the FTN Bets Tracker. I am putting my NFL sides, totals, and player props. And by the way, I've started putting some NBA player props in there. Nailed it. Nine and three last night. I love the beginning of the NBA season when bookmakers just have no idea about the lines that they should set for some individual players. So a lot of value on the board there. And then on Twitter, on YouTube, on your favorite podcast app, and on FTN, you can get daily episodes of the Freeman Fantasy Football Show and the Degenerate Sports Betting Show. All right. Oh, I should also remind you, use the promo code Friedman for 20% off at FTN. All right. That is the show. You can find me and Tommy V on Twitter at Matt F. The Oracle and TV at work. Thanks for joining us and see you next episode. Sports and business both require great leadership to make big things happen. But the parallels between the basketball court and the boardroom go a lot deeper than you think. On How Leaders Lead with me, David Novak, you'll find conversations with the top athletes, entrepreneurs, and CEOs to talk about performance, decision-making, communication, and the mindset required to succeed. Listen to How Leaders Lead with David Novak and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.